Hi, my name is Gaurav Prabhi Pramanik, and I'm actively surviving cancer. I love momos, and I love my friends to bits. Today, for this episode, we have one of my closest friends who happens to be a cancer survivor, but that doesn't define her. What defines her is her grit, her fierceness, her love for Shah Rukh Khan and vodka. Devlina, welcome to my podcast. Hi, Gaurav. Good to be here. And I'm so glad you mentioned Shah Rukh Khan. It was very <laughs> few words. But, uh, but isn't that what um, defines you the most? Your yeah. love for Shah Rukh Khan? Yeah, he's kept me going and he's been the one constant in my life. Uh, between all the ups and downs, he's been the one constant ever since the early 90s till date. So yeah, definitely he defines me. <laughs> all right. Anyway, um, I know, um, I, I mean, I know a lot of things about you, but um, just for the sake of the listeners, mm -hmm. could you tell us? What kind of cancer you had and what was the treatment that you went through? Sure, Gaurav. Uh, firstly, I would want to wish you all the best for the surgery that you have coming up. And it's Thank going you. to go absolutely well and you will be perfectly fine. My prayers and all my love. So coming back to my uh, journey with cancer, I was diagnosed with uh, thyroid carcinoma in December 2016 and uh, it all happened very fast. I had gone to my family physician for a checkup because of a persistent fever and he mm -hmm. told me that uh, your gland looks swollen and men have this thing called Adam's apple which is visible but mm -hmm. uh, women don't but my gland was showing and he somehow felt that it could be something uh, Dangerous. Mm -hmm. So USG and uh, then maybe an FNSE, a term which I heard for the first time actually. I didn't know right. what uh, an FNSE was before that. I knew biopsy but mm -hmm. not an FNSE. And he mm -hmm. said that even if it's uh, benign, uh, we are not going to risk it. We'll take it out. Uh, so I don't know why I was sure. But I was certain it wouldn't be benign because uh, sometime earlier that uh, year, I was down with a urine infection and I couldn't work. I had to take time off work for two months because I was completely bedridden and that never happened to me before or after. So right. I knew that my body was giving me signals and there was something wrong with my body. So the USG happened and the person doing it, he told me that uh, we would want to do the FNSE right now. And uh, my cousin had gone with me. Uh, someone uh, with whom I share cordial terms, but uh, I'm not very comfortable uh, for invasive procedures you know yourself that you know when you have such invasive procedures you would want someone around Correct. with whom you share a certain comfort zone so right. i and more than that i wanted my doctor to know my family physician is more of family than a physician so i told mm -hmm. the person at the usg center that i would come back for the fnc he said that uh, please don't be afraid uh, 
uh, we need to do it don't keep it pending for too long and i knew it right then that uh, there was something wrong and my curiosity got the better of me i saw he had written something called calcification which i immediately googled you know me i had mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. and it came up that calcification in the thyroid gland more or less means it's malignant so i told my doctor that he wants the fnc to happen fast and the fnc happened uh, my best friend back then his parents uh, went with me his uh, mom and aunt and uh, the fnc uh, reports i went to collect myself alone i was right. working with uh, a place called t2 online uh, it's mm-hmm. the it used to be the online wing of the telegraph my mm-hmm. i had a wonderful set of colleagues my editors out there so some of them wanted to accompany me my best friend wanted to go with my mom but uh, i wanted to take in the impact myself till date i can't explain why was it so but mm-hmm. uh, i just wanted it to know myself alone so and uh, you know no matter how brave i uh, might sound today uh, mm-hmm. the minute i saw that one word after opening the report malignant uh, mm-hmm. literally the feet my feet shook for a few seconds because you know you will know you will know yeah. you will relate that you know you yes. have cancer means uh, thoughts of mortality etc hit you later the first thing that hits you is that you have cancer now so right. the first person i called was uh, my partner my boyfriend and i told him that you know it's malignant and uh, he of course <coughs> he was in uh, he was terrified and i said that whatever it is we have to take care of it so i came back home went to the doctor my friend me met me there and i had my surgery at uh, ruby uh, on the 16th of december uh, under dr gautam mukhopadhyay he did not want to delay mm. it because uh, he had a vacation to take and he said that it's not a complicated surgery it's a mm-hmm. clear cut case of a surgery and he was sure that it would not require any radiation there wouldn't be mm-hmm. chemo because for thyroid cancer uh, what i was told that you aren't given chemotherapy as post operative care or further mm-hmm. treatment what right. works is radiation so he said right. but yours is a clear cut case of surgery you won't even require radiation and that was the same thing i was told on the day my stitches were taken out post surgery mm. so uh, right. i thought that whatever it happened i got lucky and cancer came cancer went mm-hmm. so uh, but then uh, i was sent i was sent by dr mukherjee to an endocrinologist in ruby for my thyroid management thyroid parameters mm-hmm. because i no longer had a thyroid gland and mm-hmm. all the parameters post operation 3 months post operation were all very high and not at mm-hmm. all what they were supposed to be so right. the endocrinologist sent me to tata in march 2017 tata mm-hmm. ran a battery of tests and they told me that uh, i would require a radiation and i took my first radiation in april 2017 
So mm-hmm. after that, uh, I felt uh, Tata was optimistic too that uh, you know the first radiation would take care of whatever residual cancer cells were left. And mm-hmm. uh, in two thousand seventeen uh, December, I remember I was so optimistic of getting some positive news. I took my mother along for the first time to Tata Memorial. That okay, mm-hmm. this is it. We are done with it. And I still regret the decision of taking her along because uh, the doctor gave me the reports. Shomendranath Roy, whom you have met, my radiologist. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, he said that uh, your USG reports are bad. Not only are the cancer cells not gone, we can see a few more nodes in your voice box. So the cancer has relapsed. So, okay. Yeah. So there was a relapse, and uh, it was found out that it was inoperable since uh, the nodes were in my voice box. If uh, I got uh, the opinion from two surgeons, one from Tata and one Gautam Mukhopadha himself, and mm-hmm. I was told that if they tried operating on the nodes since they were so small, there would be the risk of losing my voice completely. So they didn't want to risk that. So this time they would go after the cancer cells uh, aggressively, and uh, mm-hmm. I was given two uh, hundred units of radiation, which is very high. And right. uh, I was told by Tata that you know the three things it might, this might affect are your bones, lungs, kidneys. But right now we right. don't care because uh, we are only looking at the cancer. <clears throat> right. So. Thankfully, my lungs are more or less okay, apart from mm-hmm. the congestions now and then. My kidneys are absolutely fine, but my bones have taken the hit because every year since two thousand nineteen, I have these phases where I am completely bedridden. I'm mm-hmm. wrecked by pain throughout my body, right. from my toes, and mm-hmm. uh, steroids. Get me through it for stero- right. high dose steroids for one one and a half months. The reason I put on a lot of weight since then, and mm-hmm. that's it. That's my and right now I'm still not in the clean because uh, they again found some nodes last November. They said mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. malignant, but in April I'm scheduled to undergo some more tests, a USG blood tests, etc. So right now I don't mm-hmm. know whether I am a cancer survivor or I'm still actively fighting cancer. So the lines are a little <laughs> gray right now. <laughs> the lines are blurred. Um, so I didn't want to. I mean, I don't want to make this podcast sound very morbid no, no. or yeah. um, you know. Yeah. Um, talk about um, you know how um, it has affected um, you know your mental health in a negative way, but um, I just wanted to you know kind of talk about how you know how how it has affected you in 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 a positive way and how how life has changed uh, for you in a positive way. How how has how has the diagnosis, prognosis, and the treatment mm. changed your life in a positive way? Uh, firstly, you know, what I uh, feel is it's made me a lot of, uh, more stubborn in a good way. Mm-hmm. We yeah. tend to use the word stubborn with a negative connotation, but stubbornness can also be a good thing. So, yeah. yeah. So, I always had this stubbornness about uh, stubbornness. 
enough but uh, cancer taught me that you know you can also be stubborn and look forward to life with positivity mm-hmm. and tell yourself more importantly mm-hmm. than telling others because once you tell yourself what others tell you or what you tell others becomes secondary so yes. i kept telling myself that you know i have to be okay and i will mm-hmm. see this through and tata told me way back then that you know you have a cancer prone body whatever that means so they said that mm-hmm. uh, mm, it will never completely go out of your system but we hope to see you 10 15 years later which didn't happen eventually they saw me one year later so i knew okay. that uh, this is something which will be a part of my life but mm-hmm. what i decided gorav is uh, i wouldn't let it define who i am or mm-hmm. i wouldn't let uh, it uh, turn me into a patient i'm sorry i don't want to come across uh, sounding insensitive mm-hmm. i by saying that i don't want to come across as a patient i'm not belittling anyone what i mm-hmm. am trying to say is you know i try to keep my life as normal as possible i know my mother has a very tough time dealing with a person like me she keeps telling me you need rest you mm-hmm. have such a hectic work schedule during weekends you must stay at home and rest but i make it a point that if not both days like this weekend i can't i'm not well but at least one day for a few hours mm-hmm. i love to dress up and go out because that's something me that's something which makes me feel good about life which makes me feel that you know cancer couldn't take away my pain couldn't take away everything of who i am right and that's important of course and we both of course and we both love dressing up yeah, we both love and... dressing up so you know these little things and i have shopped like crazy ever since my uh, surgery means i know i started shopping from the hospital bed and it's a journey still going on i don't know whether it's a coping mechanism or not but i turned into a compulsive impulsive shopper post my cancer yeah i think it is i think it is one of our coping mechanisms um for for example um for me i i shop for a lot of nail paints yeah um, lovely nail paints you have yeah so so i think coloring my nails is also a, a a part of my coping mechanism um in terms of you know distracting myself from the pain um yeah so yeah so yeah i understand i understand that now what is what is one of the funniest things that you that you've been told by someone when you were going through the soul this entire process the funniest thing uh yeah uh funniest weirdest funniest weirdest lot of your as i have told you earlier means uh, you know uh how do you define how a patient looks like means do you yeah. have an answer i don't but uh, <laughs> there have been numerous instances right from the day of my surgery where the attendant who was asked to accompany refused to accept the fact that i was the patient can't blame the poor mm-hmm. guy because i had bright red lipstick and coal etc on and i was hyperactive and arranging everything signing mm-hmm. documents which uh, didn't need my guardian sign if i could i would sign that too uh, but uh, so right from that day till you know been 
stopped at Tata and being asked by the security person that who is the patient. And even right. with you, when we were there, you noticed that you know they can't believe that both of us are patients. So it's it's mm-hmm. funny in a way. I Means uh, how are patients supposed to look like, and how do we not fit the bill? Means that's something I would really want to know someday. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the time when um, the, these these guys who were giving us the tags, the tags yes. looked at us. <laughs> actually, looked us looked at us and said, "Both of you are patients." <laughs> and um, the tone and their expression, yeah, right. Yeah, right. I could see the eye rolls. I could see the mental eye yeah. rolls. Yeah, yeah. And and they both like like they they looked at both of us from like head to toe. Yeah, yeah because we were full fashion, <laughs> as we say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, so um, you know, I mean, I have heard a lot of um, weird things and wrong things, such as you know that has been told told to me, such as like huh? uh, like oh, so what stage of cancer are you? Oh at? God. And and you you know, I mean, it's. It's. I think it's just the lack of awareness, um, yeah. which which makes people ask. Uh, such also, questions. lack of an, uh, lack of sensitivity to a certain extent, if I might say so. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and also I think I think um, we as Indians, and I, I include myself in it. Yeah, um, me we too. as Indians, we huh. we are never we, we we were never taught empathy. Yeah, right. We were never um, we were not never taught empathy. We were taught sympathy, but we mm-hmm. were not taught. Empathy. And the two are very different. We yes, and and we can't we really you know when when somebody's going through something like this is where when you realize that oh you know people don't know how to react to such situations um you know like uh, even even when somebody passes away or something like that you know people don't have words to say no they don't have you noticed that yeah of course and some people just go silent yeah yeah i know i know most people so they I, don't yeah 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 so i i i have lost a friend like a very very close friend because um, he just went silent on me because yeah, he said that um, yeah. i don't know what to say to you i don't know i don't know how to talk to you so you know this whole thing about how you should be a friend and and i am no different right i am the same person yeah. from what i was Cancer before doesn't change us as people we don't become yeah, we don't become different individuals we are the same people we were before cancer maybe precisely. cooler become monsters maybe cooler <laughs> become maybe, cooler people well, i think well, we were yeah. cool before so we yeah. were cool before we are cooler now so yeah <laughs> so you yeah. better so be I'm, our friend it's nice we are cool people yeah if well, we can we laugh at cancer imagine then how cool can we be <laughs> right and um well, and I have my surgery in in another I four. I know. Four or five and you're going to eat it absolutely. And I'm and I'm still laughing about it, and and I've packed a ton of clothes. I don't know where I'm going to wear it because all I'm going to wear is hospital stuff. I know, but uh, go to your packed clothes. I will suggest you also pack some nail paint, though they won't allow you during your surgery. But post it, you can insist. Yes, I'm packing my nail paints, and I I I packed three pairs of shoes, and my mother's looking at me and telling me, 
what are you where are you going to wear this tell her this I'm is like, mental from the hospital bed to the washroom tell her it's mental ammunition much needed <laughs> yeah but but tell me devlina uh-huh. um have you faced anything like that like like somebody abandoning you because the person didn't have something like person didn't know what to tell you or the person thought that now you are a different person altogether since you have cancer you had mm. cancer no thankfully that didn't happen to me the friends mm-hmm. uh, that i had uh, they rallied around and mm-hmm. uh, the one i did lose eventually was not because he didn't know what to say about can- my cancer or anything we just fell apart because of other differences but uh, what mm-hmm. happens you know even people who are closest to me and i'm putting mm-hmm. this out without a shred of meanness the thing is i understand mm-hmm. that cancer is not the only ailment in this world there are other mm-hmm. ailments and every kind of pain is painful i understand mm-hmm. but what people on the other hand fail to understand that when a cancer patient who has undergone one radiation one mega radiation one whose bones are breaking i am 38 my bones are already brittle so i mm-hmm. and when i have these bouts of pain or of mean someone like me i end up crying mm-hmm. because uh, working yeah. with that pain you know it feels your entire body is on fire it hurts that bad my vision gets blurred i can't almost see what i am doing and then to focus mm-hmm. and work and then when people come and you know first they ask you how you are and then mm. they start talking about their ailments means i might sound petty right now i hope i'm not but i really don't mm. have the bandwidth to you know listen to their ailments and come up with you know some words of solace i don't because mm. selfishly at that point you know my pain is so overbearing mm-hmm. i can't and i hope people gave me that space which more often than not they fail to understand some of them do some of them mm-hmm. don't because right. what they should understand that uh, surviving a terminal illness is a little if not a lot different from other illnesses mm-hmm. i don't That's think great. that awareness is there you know That's yeah, not yeah, there. Yeah. so um so the entire you know uh, idea about the uh, idea behind this podcast Uh, mm-hmm. that i started is to create that awareness and then speak with people who've been through it who are going through it and also to caregivers um for example um, you know like my caregiver is my mother primarily um and and she faces a lot because she she doesn't really talk to me about her pains because mm-hmm. she can't mm-hmm. um and 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 just like what you said when people come to you with with their pains and expect you to be or, or expect you to give them some solace um you really can't oh. and uh, so yeah like, means I'm, i can it's not mean. that i can't mm-hmm. but you know on days like you know mm-hmm. like this week has been particularly bad for me you know that mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. the pain and the fever i've been going through so on other mm-hmm. times when i am not in so much pain myself of course i can give solace and i do 
I do. Right. But you know, when you know that the person has been through so much, then you know that that person and that person is me here. Some slack means you know, don't expect me to forget my pain, overcome it, conquer it, and to then tell me that you know you can't deal with your pain anymore means look who you are talking to. Right. Means. Correct. Means, can I go and tell you that I can't deal with this pain anymore? Have I ever said that to you? I don't think I mm-hmm. have. So it's just a matter of perspective. You don't say certain things to certain people. It just, as you said, it requires a little empathy. Right, right. That's it. Right, correct. Yeah. So um, um, I think we're more more or less at the end of this. Right. Uh, I just have a few messages for you. From people oh God. that we know. Um, um, so the first message is from Priyashmita. She tells, uh, she says that she's very proud of you. And I'm going to quote here. Okay. okay. Tell her, uh, tell her that I am very proud of her. I can't do what she does. Her self pride and the way she conducts herself is something I'm in awe of. And I pray she becomes fine soon. That is Priyashmita for you. Mm-hmm. And then um, we have Maima. Right. You, you know Maima. Yeah. Um, Maima says, this girl is very, very sweet. I hope she doesn't have to go through another round of cancer treatment. And God bless her. Maima is a sweetheart. Yeah. So these are the two messages that I had. Uh, from people, I I did of course. I mean, I last minute I did one. I I did try to kind of, you know, bring in messages from people, but uh, I I didn't get response. Yeah, that's uh, but Because it was very last minute. Yeah. I, um, we planned. But this uh, yeah, yeah. This is this is very last minute. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. I think I um. I more or less captured what I wanted to say and what I wanted it's to ask. It's a great you. thing you are doing, Gaurav. Yeah. And uh, what's more commendable that, uh, you know, you have your surgery coming up and yet you are doing uh, your bit to spread awareness of this disease and the ancillary emotional components that it has because that's very important. That's very important because uh, it's not that cancer comes and cancer goes. Cancer stays with you as long as you are there because apart from your case or my case, you know, where we are Mm -hmm. fighting it, we are constantly in firefighting mode. People touch wood who are in remission and who haven't had these nasty shocks. Such cancer survivors also live in constant fear. I would like to mention this here. They also live in constant fear. Uh, that you know it would one day come back so cancer is a disease like no other i just wish people understand that and give it that importance and the empathy that's correct and who better than us to understand that with so many relapses Um, for me this is my second relapse so yeah and i Um, know it will be your last relapse and everything is going to go absolutely fine inshallah everything amen amen to that um yeah so i i i am very determined uh, to fight this and um you know very very determined to uh, get this out of my system and you'll but, win it. Uh, let's hope so you will 
but thank you so much i thank know you're you not morning for... person no I'm and not. Um, you you woke up <laughs> on a, on a weekend only for you <laughs> early in, early in the morning to do the, to do this yeah um thank it you so much it was a pleasure doing had to do this had to do yes this. we had to and of course i will see you um, i'll see you soon. soonest yes soonest uh, as soon as i come back to calcutta it is my yes. love thank and my so prayers much. always thank you gorav thank you thank, thank you, you so much devlina uh thank you so that was devlina um who uh, as as you already know uh, has survived uh, cancer but she's still in the gray in terms of whether or not um, she still has she has a relapse or not thank you so much uh, for listening in and uh, god bless you bye bye